The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello there and welcome to episode 367. I hope that you are doing marvellously well today. However, if you're not doing that marvellously because you're struggling with OCD and anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website, robertjamescoaching.com. There you can book in for that free session or if you prefer, you can send me a message and just tell me a little bit about whatever it is that you might be struggling with. In today's podcast, I'm going to be diving deep into reassurance seeking in in OCD, which is actually one of the most common compulsions, particularly when you begin to unpack what we really mean by reassurance. And so it's really important that we understand this very typical OCD compulsion, because of course, if we want to eliminate it, we have to understand, first of all, when we're actually doing it. So today's podcast is all about that. If you would like to support the podcast, I do actually have Patreon. There's different tiers you can sign up for. So if you're interested in that, you can follow the Patreon link in the show notes. Also, you can follow and like on Instagram. There's a Facebook page. And the podcast is now on YouTube as well. So uh, there we go, guys. I really hope that you enjoy today's episode. If you have any questions at all, do please let me know. And off we go. Today's quote is by Dr. Stephen Philipson, and it is this. Reassurance seeking is a compulsion, not a solution to dealing with the distress associated with OCD. And this is an absolutely fantastic quote because it really kind of encapsulates very simply how important it is that we learn to identify at reassurance seeking and that we begin to let go of it. Because really, when you begin to unpack what reassurance seeking actually is and how it impacts OCD, we begin to recognize that at reassurance is you know, pretty much the most common compulsion of all. So often, really, what we're doing with OCD is we're just looking for reassurance about everything. We don't want to have uncertainty about things. And so, of course, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to try to feel better. And that is a form of reassurance. We're going to try to have certainty, only it's not really going to help us. When it comes to OCD, getting reassurance is almost like getting a mortgage for a house without actually getting a house at the end of that process. You've gone through years of paying off those those monthly payments and you finally come to the end of that mortgage only to find that the bank hasn't actually given you a house whatsoever and they're going to kick you out of that house. And unfortunately, that's kind of what it's like when we're getting reassurance. We feel like it's the right thing to be doing. We're making those monthly payments. We feel good about that. 
Only the issue is that, you know, further down the line, all that's really happening is you're feeling more and more insecure, more and more that that you have to get kind of reassurance from, from somebody else in order to kind of feel okay about things. You start losing that ability to, to feel confident in yourself and to be able to create that sense of confidence in yourself. You, you tend to feel like that confidence has to come from something external to you. And, you know, your, your home, you know, your sense of self kind of ends up being a place where you're not comfortable anymore. You know, not, not like my analogy exactly where maybe the bank kicks you out of that house. You can still be there in your, in your home, but you're not going to feel content in that home. You're not going to feel uh, confident at home. And, you know, obviously this is a big part of the problem with OCD. The longer that we are performing compulsions, you know, over over time, over the weeks, over the months, over the years, you know, the longer that we're getting that reassurance, really we're sending this message to our subconscious mind that we can't cope on our own, that we have to get that external validation in order for us to feel okay. And, you know, it, it just doesn't help us. And it's also important to kind of point out here that actually the, the validation doesn't always have to be external. That really when when you kind of unpack things, when you think about rumination, well, what are we actually doing when we're ruminating? Obviously, this is this is an internal thing that's going on here, but it's really we're trying to get reassurance from ourselves. We're going around in circles with our thoughts. And actually, it's just reassurance-seeking behavior. And I think it's so important that we really try to understand, you know, what is reassurance? You know, because on the face of it, you know, you you may be thinking, well, you know, I'm not getting reassurance. I haven't been asking my friends about their their opinions on uh, my relationship or whether I should go back and check the oven or whether I should go and do this or that or whatever it is that you might be obsessing about. So, you know, I'm I'm not doing reassurance seeking behavior. But of course, you know, going around in circles with your thoughts, trying to have certainty about something, trying to figure something out. That's reassurance as well. Going onto Google is, of course, reassurance. Going back and checking things for the 10th time is, of course, reassurance. When it really comes down to it, so much of what we're doing in OCD is actually reassurance-seeking behavior. And so, recognizing what's going on here is is really important. There's the obvious and the traditional kind of sense of reassurance seeking by asking people what they think or asking Mr. Google what he thinks or increasingly now asking chat G- uh, GTP or other forms of AI what they think. You know, that that's the kind of more obvious version of reassurance seeking. But, you know, when it comes down to it, really, you know, the less obvious types are things like rumination. And so if we're able to to recognize that, then at least we can begin, you know, to kind of be a bit more honest with ourselves when it comes to, you know, our compulsions and if we are actually performing compulsions. Because we know, of course, in the long term, learning how to get over OCD is really all about the compulsions. Once we learn how to uh, let go of looking for that just right feeling, you know, to actually allow some uncertainty and some anxiety there, 
the the obsessions tend to be die down a little bit because we're no longer kind of perpetuating the the cycle of OCD by looking for that certainty and that allows us to kind of remain in the anxiety for a, a certain amount of time just long enough until that anxiety begins to come down a little bit and when that starts to happen we start to habituate to the, to our fears you know then we're beginning to kind of unravel the OCD as as I was talking about in the previous podcast about unraveling the monkey knot of of OCD without actually physically kind of unraveling it that's what it's all about and unfortunately reassurance seeking tends to get in the way of that and and as I was just talking about sometimes that reassurance can be quite quite subtle and sneaky now of course not getting reassurance is you know not as easy as it may sound on the face of it particularly you know if you don't struggle with OCD you know it can be very hard to understand you know just how intense and urgent getting that that reassurance is for for someone who really struggles with OCD you know and the 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 kind of compulsion to seek comfort and affirmation it really feels like a lifeline a momentary pause in the relentless storm of doubt and fear that OCD produces when we do actually get that reassurance that that let's be honest that we kind of crave there's a brief respite, a fleeting sense of calm and certainty that perhaps the things that we've been worrying about so much aren't quite as justified as our mind has actually been telling us. However, as I was just pointing out, because of the OCD cycle, you know, this relief is very often short-lived. The core issue with reassurance-seeking lies in its very nature it serves as a compulsion within that OCD cycle acting as a kind of temporary bandage over a wound that actually needs much deeper healing we actually need to learn how to feel our difficult emotions you know perhaps underneath all of this obsessing and compulsing is a need for compassion a need for you know a deeper sense of being heard rather than just kind of needing to feel better immediately, needing to get rid of difficult emotions. There's a deeper sense of something that you need. And each time a person actually seeks and receives reassurance, they're unfortunately inadvertently reinforcing this cycle of OCD. They're really teaching the the brain through neuroplasticity, which can work for us or against us, you know, to to alleviate the discomfort of an obsession, you know, through actually just getting reassurance. And this re this reinforcement tends to make the obsession stronger as the brain becomes conditioned to rely on external validation to to manage that internal distress. But as I was talking about earlier, it doesn't always have to be external. If that reassurance is coming from an internal dialogue, it can also be coming from from yourself too. But it's still not good because you're you're kind of getting into that habit of having to perform this compulsion in order to make yourself feel better. In the long term, then, this cycle of, of seeking reassurance 
it not only perpetuates but can actually exacerbate OCD symptoms. The temporary relief becomes a crutch, leading people to depend more heavily on reassurance to manage their anxiety. Over time, the effectiveness of reassurance wanes, requiring people uh, to seek more frequently and intensively that reassurance that before maybe it would have made them feel okay for just enough time for them to be able to get back into their lives. But unfortunately, you know, with with the passing of time, the more that we get that reassurance, the harder it is for us to actually get that just right feeling and to be able to walk away from, from things. And this escalation can actually strain our personal relationships. It can take away our self-confidence, as I was talking about earlier as well. And, you know, it can make just living your, your daily life so much harder So it's so important that we really learn how to begin to tolerate uncertainty and discomfort. For me, the beginnings of acceptance, I really don't like that word acceptance sometimes. You know, sometimes it's very confusing as to what acceptance really is. And for me, the beginnings of acceptance are actually tolerance. When we begin to develop the ability to tolerate uncertainty and discomfort and to actually allow those things to be there not to push them away you know we can begin to to learn that those things are okay that they're uncomfortable but actually we can kind of allow them to be we can soothe ourselves despite those challenges being there and we can get on with our lives we can focus on our values anyway and that kind of leads into uh, the next part which is really learning how to to break the the cycle here with this and the key to to that lies in really recognizing the the trap of reassurance seeking and you know developing healthier coping mechanisms the 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 trap is obviously that reassurance seeking can be can be obvious or it can be uh really quite sneaky it can be those less obvious things that I was talking about earlier where you know you're performing other types of of compulsions but ultimately you know they're about reducing uncertainty they're about re- reassuring yourself and so you know the first step in in getting over OCD really is developing this ability to to understand what your compulsions are and to be able to spot them because once you're able to spot your compulsions more more readily more easily you know that really is the first step in them being able to do something different with them if you're not able to spot them or if they're coming at you so quickly you know it can be very draining can be exhausting just to kind of pay attention and notice them this is why I think it's very important to to kind of journal about your thoughts, to write down things that have caught you out, to really try to repeatedly, you know, write down what your what what compulsions you've had each day and try to be honest with yourself, try to reflect on that and just write them down by by writing them down each day you know, you start to, you start to kind of get more used to them. You start to see them more clearly when they do come up because you've been writing about them. So that's one approach that you can take. Another approach is when you find yourself caught up in your head, if you're going round in circles with your thoughts, then, you know, that's a, a very clear sign that you're obviously in rumination or you're worrying about something. So when you find yourself caught up in your head, 
remind yourself that that is very likely a compulsion and you know see if you can do something to kind of bring you back into the present moment apply the skills of acceptance commitment therapy to refocus your attention onto your values uh, try to use diffusion techniques to come back into the present another way of spotting your your compulsions is actually to tune into how you're feeling if you if you suspect that you may be getting caught up in reassurance seeking and you know maybe you're somewhere safe you're at home uh, in that moment you can actually meditate for for a moment or two on what you're feeling you can actually try to feel what you're feeling more something that i found very that i find very helpful on an on- ongoing basis actually is to practice tuning into what i'm feeling when i find myself very anxious or when i find myself tempted to perform a compulsion or to ruminate i like to just tune into what i'm feeling in my body in that in that moment because you know when i'm tempted to to get reassurance there's often a very kind of telltale sign that's happening in the body almost like a signature feeling and just by learning how to pay attention to that by staying with that and observing it when you do that on a regular basis you're you get better and better at just being able to to kind of know intuitively ah i see what that is that's that's ocd that's just a little trap that the OCD is trying to set for me. It wants me to go down that rumination hole. It wants me to get that reassurance. And I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to pay attention to what it's saying to me, but I'm not actually going to to listen with both my ears. I'm effectively going to observe it and I'm going to move on to something else. And the more you develop this ability of actually tuning into your emotional states and feeling what you're feeling, the better armed you're going to be, you know, the better you're going to be able to spot when you're in an OCD cycle, you're going to be able to spot those compulsions more easily, you know, so it's a practice, the more that you're able to practice this uh, is something that I, I find is really, really helpful. So there we go, guys. I really hope that you enjoyed that one. I think this is a really important topic, being able to to understand reassurance seeking and all of its different facets. I hope that you found it helpful. If you have any questions at all about anything that I've spoken about today, do please let me know. And I will see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.